Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Cake and Conversations. I am Sierra Narita, and I truly appreciate you hanging with me today. I do want to let you know that anything that you hear on this episode or any of my future Cake and Conversations, it's all for entertainment and information purposes only. I draw from my personal experiences. So if you are someone who needs additional help sorted through whatever it is that you may be going through, please seek professional help to help navigate through those waters. That being said, Let's get into the episode. I'm writing a vision and making it play. Don't think it's a game and some of it just might be hard to apply. I know it, I know it, but I don't care cause I know deep in my brain. I'm just there for greatness and I would not get it if I keep on playing. So let me go get it. You know what? Being single sucks. <laughs> it truly I'm not going to say that it completely sucks because it does have its its up, its good moments. It absolutely does. There are some things as a single woman that I can do that had a, if I were married, I would not be able to do. But that does not mean that being single does not suck sometimes because it does. So this episode, that's exactly what I'm going to talk about. Um... I had a conversation with a friend, someone that I would consider a good friend today, actually, um, because I have had like this block, this block, this mental block about what to talk about on Cake and Conversations, because I always want one of the one of the goals is to always put out, you know, positive, purposeful information. Um, but I also want to make sure that I'm being completely transparent in what that what I'm what I'm putting out to the world and what I'm offering I want to always you know provide a high quality transparent product so that I can touch as many people with my true story as I can and so part of my true story is that being single for me sucks <laughs> I am currently 36 years old I have never been married I have two beautiful, amazing, intelligent young women, daughters that I truly love and they are equal equal parts of my heart. Um, and I get kudos a lot on how they were raised, how I, how they behave now. You know, when they were little, that it was always these kudos of how well behaved they were, which I didn't truly understand until I met some baby kids. <laughs> However, I digress. But you know, there, there have definitely been some positive parts of my story as a single woman. But for me, um, this was never the plan. Being single at 36 years old, um, 36 and a half, actually, uh, <laughs> as of a few more days, this was never this was never my story. This was never supposed to be my story. This was never in the plan to be single at this at this age. At this time, it was never in the plan to raise my daughters alone, you know. So although um, it was not in the plan, it has become the plan. You know, it's it's a part of the story that God wrote for me and I'm okay with that. Uh, but that does not change the, the fact that I don't like it here. <laughs> and, you know, for me, being single does not being saying that single sucks does not mean that I am not content with where I am. So let me let me explain to like I feel like being content 
and wanting my situation to change can coexist. Um, I had a conversation, like I mentioned earlier, I had a conversation with a really good friend and we talked about this and, and we talked about how when people are talking about being single and how much they don't want to do it and how much they would have a desire to be married or in a relationship or whatever it may be, we always, if you are in the Christian world, you always get back, like, just be content, just wait on the Lord, blah, 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 all these things, you know what I'm saying? You Like, you always, you get these things uh, in, in the Christian community. However, we don't necessarily get those same things when we're saying, oh, I want a, a higher paying job, or I want a higher position, or I want something else. Any, it's, It doesn't apply, that same logic doesn't apply to all other things. It only seems to apply when the idea is being single and wanting to be married. Well, I want to say <laughs> that those things, being content with your single life and having a desire to move forward into another chapter, which for me is marriage, those things can coexist. I can be a boss and be like doing big things and great things, which I am as a single person. But that does not change the fact that this is not where I want my story to end. My story has an ellipsis, which means that there is some more that of my story that needs to be told. And that's what I want. I want to move to the next chapter. So, you know, as a single person, you you almost have or feel like you can't be so transparent with all of the things that you want, except for in your very small circle of, of friends who know, you know, may know some of your struggle. You almost feel like you can't be. It's almost like if you if you don't if you don't completely say like, oh, I'm good. I love it here. Single is great. You know, hashtag single life. You know, we out here you know, taking trips and whatever, if you're not, if you're not portraying that person to the world, then it's almost like you're, you're either, it's, it's extremes. You're either like super excited and I don't need a man and I'm good and blah, blah, blah. Or you're like super sad and like, woe is me. Why can't you be in the middle? For me, I'm in the middle. I love being single. For the fact, for for all of the right reasons, I can do things that I want to do. I can um, pursue the dreams that I want to pursue. I don't have to necessarily check in with anybody. I don't have to run anything, any of my plans by anybody. It's all on me. If I make bad financial decisions, if I make bad business decisions, if I make good financial decisions, if I make good business decisions, good personal, you know, family, all of these things, they're all on me. So that means all of the positive and negative that may come from it or not. Those things are, are minds to accept. However, on the flip side of that, if I do make those good or bad decisions, it's all on me. So that means that if it's a good decision, you know, it's great. But if it's a bad decision, like you, I can have the thoughts like, dog, I wish I, I wish I could have had someone to bounce this idea off of that really would be like, 10 toes down in the, in the weeds with me and understand the weight of this issue. Unlike, you know, having a friend that you can talk about the issue 
too, but they're not really as invested as say your husband would be. Your husband would be invested to the, to the extent where if this bad decision costs us $10,000, then that's $10,000 from our pocket. So I'm more invested. So I'm more likely to, you know, really hash out the pros and the cons. Whereas a friend that you might run this idea by, they may just be thinking it, thinking from their perspective may be like, oh, this is a, this could be a great thing, but they don't have any skin in the game. So if you lose $10,000 on a bad decision, then it's, you know, the next conversation with that friend is simply going to be, man, that's messed up. You, I hope that, I hope I'm, I'm making sense with that. Like, so one part for me, one of the hardest parts for me about being single is knowing that I don't have uh, someone to have to enjoy those high moments, to enjoy those great times, those milestones, those big things that are happening, these great things that are happening right now with, with cake and conversations, with this podcast, with my ministry, with my children, like all of the great things that are happening. Cause life is going to happen regardless if I'm married or not, my life is going to happen. That's one thing I will not do. I will not stop living my life. But that doesn't mean that I don't want someone to share those things with, share those experiences with. And again, I can share those experiences with family members and girlfriends and things like that. But that does not, it's not the same as being able to, being able to experience those things with somebody who truly has skin in the game, you know, and same thing with those bad moments or those low moments, having those low moments and, you know, I'm human. I'm, I'm, you know, a woman and I have those moments where I just like, am like done. And I just want to sit in my room and just cry and just be in that moment for a, a while, for a little while. But having someone who, you know, would be able to comfort me in those times, like a physical person, all of the, the lovely Christian fellow Christians out there, Please don't come at me talking about how God can be my comfort. I'm aware. I'm aware of all of those things. That's not what I'm talking about right now. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about an actual physical person. So having, being able to have that person, you know, that, that comfort from a person that is there with you to say, it's going to be okay, you know, or just, just be there. Just the physical presence of a person makes a difference. So you know, for me, that's, that's kind of what currently, what my current struggles are with it being in a relationship. And I'm not trying to make it seem like being, um, married or in a relationship would be so much greater than being single because I understand it. It has its struggles as much as a single person can't understand it. I understand it. Like I said, I'm, I've never been married, but I've done enough research, homework, um, information gathering, whatever you want to call it. I've done enough to, to understand the hills, some of the hills and the valleys of a marriage. Um, so I, I, for me, it's not like I'm going into this thing blind, although you can only prepare for something that you've never experienced as much as you can, but I have done, done preparation. So it's not like I'm going into anything blind whenever it does happen for me. So I do want to say that I don't want to make it seem like my idea of marriage and a relationship and things like that is clouded or 
you know, for some strange reason and my head is not in the clouds. Let me say that. But yeah, like that, that's the thing. Like I, for me, it's, it's, it's hard. You know, it's, it's been hard for many, many years. And it's funny because I, <laughs> I have these conversations with family members, of course, around the holidays, everybody wants to know as a single person, um, when pretty much everybody, all of my siblings and cousins and all of that, everybody has been married, some of them multiple times, um, some of them divorced, all of these things. Of course, this is a conversation that happens, you know, about, so so when, when you gonna get a man or when you gonna, you know, these things, for those of you that are single out there, y'all maybe have, y'all may have these conversations around the holidays and family gatherings as well. I'm no different. So these conversations have been happening since I was in my 20s. You know, I graduated from undergrad at about 22. And these conversations have been happening since that time. Um, and I, I understand it. So I, I don't feel any negative way necessarily about them. I do absolutely understand them. Um, but it doesn't, it's not going to change anything to have these conversations. And I'm okay with having them actually. I'm very open if you ask me direct questions, I will give you direct answers. Let me say that. Like, I'm not scared to have the conversations. I don't shy away from the conversations, but I also am not someone who is willing to just jump into something just for the sake of saying I got a man or I'm married or whatever. I'm someone who, when I decide to get involved with someone, then that I have truly um vetted this person and i want to make sure that this person is someone who i feel like i can grow with i can grow i can learn from they can learn from me like we can really uh grow together and so that's why for me that's why i have never been married because i have yet to find that like i have yet to experience that with a, a man that i feel like i can grow with and they can grow with me and for me i'm not willing to settle in that area but we, I do, I have these conversations around the holidays with family and friends sometimes and all these things. And people wonder, people assume a lot of things, typically negative, they do assume. Um, so I've had the conversations about, you know, maybe your standards are too high or maybe you um, are asking for too much. And I, always, I, I ask, whenever I get that comment, I always ask, what makes you say that? What makes you think that my standards are in your mind, quote unquote, too high? Or what makes you think that um, I have these, you know, outlandish ideas of what a man should be? Like, why do you feel that way? And typically, I get back things that are based off of what I have, what I've learned, what I've acquired, what I've gained. That's typically what I get back, their responses. And so it's always like, oh, you may feel like he needs to make this dollar amount or he needs to be at this level in Christianity or he needs to be, you know, look, this has have this physical, these physical attributes. And I'm like, I've never told you, <laughs> I've never told y'all that. Like what, what about me made you think that? Because I, you'd never ask. And so you don't truly have that information. So I've never, and I've never told you. So, you know, I've had those conversations and I've also had the conversations of, you know, when, when people do find out that I maybe, maybe have, you know, talked to a guy, some type of situationship with 
a man and then ended it, then I get the, well, what happened? And, and you know, and, and I'm like, again, I'm very transparent. So when I tell them why it did not work out, um, and you almost can see in their face as if they feel like, well, no, actually take that back. I have gotten from them. What did you do? Like, as if it was something that I had to do in order, like as if it was my fault that this particular man did not live up to just the, the basic standards that I believe I have. Now, if those basic standards for me may be a little higher than others, that's fine. You know, that's my prerogative. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it's my fault that a relationship didn't work out. But I've gotten that. I've gotten that multiple times. And it doesn't make it easier to be single or anything like that, to have family, sometimes friends, um, in these spaces where it's like, you potentially could be the only one. I'm the only one that, that's not been married. And so people have the, they draw these conclusions. But I'm like, yeah, it sucks. It sucks for me too. It sucks that I'm not married. It sucks that I've never been married. However... On the flip side, I would rather be whole and single than broken and married. Absolutely any day. So for me, um, I, I can't express enough how much I love being single. I do. I love it. I um, enjoy single life. I enjoy traveling. I enjoy being able to do and go and be wherever and whatever I want. I enjoy the freedom to talk to whomever I want. I enjoy the um, the possibility of just exploring who I am as a single woman. I truly, truly do. But that also coexists with the fact that being single sucks. And I do not like having to go to bed by myself every night because of my single state. I don't enjoy not having someone to call when I just want to talk or, you know, not having someone that to call me just to check and see how I'm doing. Or, you know, when I go out of town, not having someone that'll necessarily check and see if, you know, did my flight get in? Okay. Did my flight get in on time? Or when I come home, saying, hey, welcome home. Like it, it sucks to not have those things because I do want them. And that's not to say that my children don't, but um, if you've listened to previous episodes, I can't remember which ones, but in previous episodes, I've mentioned that I have older, older children. Um, so my oldest daughter is 18 and my youngest daughter is 15. This summer, they will both be 16 and 19. So obviously my children are older, so they're not... <laughs> They're not necessarily waiting on, on me at the door. But that doesn't mean that they don't love me any less. That don't mean that they don't. They're not looking for me to be home or nourishing to them because they are. I mean, they're still my children and we, we have very close relationships and I love my girls with everything that I have and they love me as well. But that's not the same. You know, um, being single doesn't mean that I can't want more. So I want to say to all of the church people who are listening, 
or may hear this at some point in your life. And when you hear a single person say that they want to be married and they are, because we have these moments like the what's wrong with me? What it, what is it that I'm doing wrong? You, we absolutely have these moments. Um, at least I do. I can only speak for myself. Absolutely have these moments of trying to figure out why. So when you come across someone that is in that space, do not tell them to be content. Do not tell them to be anxious for nothing. Do not tell them that God will provide. Do not tell them all of the scriptures that you can come up with that are saying, just, just wait on the Lord. Like we know this, we know these things. We absolutely do. We don't have to be reminded of them every time a situation arises that we're uncomfortable with or a situation arises that we may not necessarily want to be in. We understand that we have to walk through the singleness. We understand that everybody is single before they're married. Side note, if you got married in your 20s, we cannot relate. Nothing against it. I love the fact that you have a marriage that is going strong and you can quote unquote say you were single at one point. But if you were in your 20s or late 20s, mid 20s or late 20s or probably even your early 30s and you were married at some point in that time, we can't necessarily relate. It's not a negative thing. It's just a if I'm saying at 36 years old that I've never been married and it sucks here and you're saying at, you know, 36 years old, I was single at one point and it's okay, just wait on the Lord, yet you've been married since you were 20 something, we can't relate. Or if you are single at this age and you're saying it'll happen, it'll happen, and you have been married and divorced or whatever, we can't relate. Not to say that your experience is not significant or not to say that your experience experience is not relevant because it is but for me I can't relate to that necessarily because that's not my story and so because it's not my story it's almost as if you are automatically dismissing my feelings because you're discounting it to me not being content when that is absolutely not the case my contentment and my dissatisfaction can coexist. And they do. They coexist in a space that got me where I am. And it's okay. But allow me the, the opportunity and the space to say that it sucks because it does. And it does for me a lot. But it doesn't mean that I also don't at the same time love where I am and who I am. It doesn't mean that I'm just going to jump on the first guy that smiles at me or jumps in my DM because I'm not. It doesn't mean that when I get into a relationship that it's automatically going to work out because I'm so desperate to be married because that's not true either. I absolutely have a desire to be married, but I do not have a desire to be unhappy. So it's okay. It's okay to say that you want more. It's okay to say that you are in a space where you're not necessarily happy with where you are. It does not mean that you're not content. That has nothing to do with contentment. I'm absolutely content where I am, but I also want more. I also want to move to the next chapter. And at the same time, in my contentment, if it does not happen, I'm okay with that too. 
That doesn't change the fact that I want it to happen. But I also know that I'm not willing to be unhappy in it. I'm not, it's like, it's just like a job. Like say I want to get a new job and I'm someone who has done the work, done my research, and I am prepared for this new job. But I also love what I do. I absolutely love what I'm my current position, but I really want this promotion. I have a desire for this promotion. I can do this promotion. I'm ready for this promotion. But I don't get this promotion. Does that mean that I no longer love what I'm where I'm doing? No, absolutely not. I still love my job. But yes, I will have moments where I'm sad that I didn't get the promotion because I'm ready for it and I, I feel like I I deserve it. But that doesn't change the fact that I still love where I'm at. And if I don't get the promotion, it won't change that I love where I'm at. Because now it just means that where I'm at, I can find other ways to grow, other ways to change. I can find other ways to to enjoy the position that I'm in, which is what I'm doing, which is what Kicking Conversations is about, which is what, what all of the other adventurous things that I do, that's what they're all about. It's about me finding new spaces in my singlehood to enjoy because although I have a desire to move to that new position I also want to enjoy the one that I'm in and I do enjoy it even when it sucks so that is that's what I have today um I just want to encourage every single person out there who it who has a desire to be married and especially if you are a Christian and you have the desire and you may have a fear of truly talking about that desire in open forum, not necessarily around other single people. Cause I feel like we can have that conversation with each other all day long because we understand, but we also understand that people who are not necessarily in our position, they may see it as a negative when we talk about it. So I want to, I want to give you, the permission <laughs> or the freedom to speak your truth. It's okay to say when you are not happy. You don't have to say you don't have to put on a happy face for the people around you so that they can feel comfortable. You don't have to be uncomfortable for other people's comfortability. Find it in yourself in your current position to enjoy wherever it is that you are. Because if you don't enjoy it, then you're missing out. Like don't allow yourself to unnecessarily miss out on the joys of your current situation. I know I'm not. I'm not missing out on anything. I actually just got back from a trip um, just yesterday. Got back from a trip, which was awesome. Came home and went to a comedy show with some with some friends. So I am absolutely, I'm out here exhausted. I'm tired. <laughs> But I'm, I'm loving my life and I'm enjoying every piece of it. But I'd also like to enjoy it with a significant other. So that is my spiel today on, so, you know, let's talk about it Tuesdays. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to call these Tuesdays, but I feel like I'm going to come up with a cute name for it. Anyway, thank you so much, you guys, for listening. Um, I truly appreciate you tuning in and hanging out with me on a weekly basis on Tuesdays. It is truly a pleasure to be able to have this space that allows me to be transparent about who I am, 
my desires, my dreams, my aspirations to provide information. Um, I'm, I'm, I have big ideas coming. So stay tuned for all of the great things that are coming with Cake and Conversations. I definitely appreciate you tuning in with me and listening. I will talk to you soon.